With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by TourTips.com, the online golf betting resource. Tooltip subscriptions for 2021 have been reduced by up to 50%, and their email service is now a free subscription. For all the best in-depth stats and information, visit tour-tips.com, the online golf betting resource. Welcome to the home of the best golf betting tips. All the best bets for the upcoming tournaments, all from experts and all in one place. From the home of the Bet Bites podcast, this is Bet Bites Golf with Dave Tindall and James Butler. Hello, everybody. Welcome along. Here's another edition of the Golf Betting Podcast with you every single Wednesday. We wait as long as we can. We'll now have Dave Tyndall, my guest, to peruse all the various different pieces of information so we can come up with the best prices. But Dave Tyndall, hello and welcome. And before we go any further, um, a quick look back to the Olympics. I kind of, it left me cold for the first two days. I really got into it for the final round at least. And uh, we saw Zander Schaffle maybe break a few demons there by claiming gold and Paul Casey got an each way place for us. Yeah, uh, Casey flirted with something better than that, but he um, got a tie of third. Although, although that wasn't a medal. It was a big playoff for third. I, you said it left you cold. I, I'm I'm a bit ambivalent. I don't know what I was thinking. I found it almost slightly boring compared to the other sports. I don't know. It wasn't the ultimate, was it, really, for golf? No, I mean, I, they kept trying to big it up on the commentary to say, this is the fifth major. They're, you know, they're taking it seriously. And I think they were. I think Rory, by the time it finished, was, was. Yeah, I mean, he said afterwards, I've never tried harder to come third. I, I just, yeah, there's just an element of the fact they're all very highly paid. Obviously, for Zander Schaffle, with his family history as well, it meant quite a lot to him, didn't it, to to win the thing. But yeah, I'm I, I'm not going to be desperately looking forward to the next Olympics purely because of the golf. I think there's so much more the Olympics offers than the golf, personally. Yeah, maybe it's because I sort of am invested in golf every week. It just felt a bit like another week. 
what I'm seeing BMX and all this other sports and cycling and 13 year olds winning skateboard uh, bronze yeah. and stuff there's, there's yeah, and pl- the, plenty of other things happening aren't there yeah and the athletics so I don't know maybe the lack of crowds there um, the fact that it you know there was no John Rahm there there's no Dustin Johnson it was just sort of a few players I, I don't know I don't know what they can do I, I heard Justin Thomas say that it was weird because even though he had American teammates, he wanted them to lose so he could win. So it's yeah. a bit of a different dynamic. Obviously, in the Ryder Cup, you want all your teammates to, to win, but he was sort of going against them, so it's a bit odd. Maybe that potential to make it a team event rather than an individual event. Yeah, I thought about that, yeah. I mean, we've seen, I've quite enjoyed these kind of mixed events that we've seen, like in swimming, mm. like two blokes and two women why not do that? So mix play, it up a bit. Play, play alternate shots or something. Yeah, just make it something different. Yeah, it just felt like another golf tournament. And it was a good story, Shoffley. But it, it, even with him, you, you read between the lines, it, it felt like he was doing it for his dad, who was a decastly, who had an injury. I think it was ahead of the Seoul Olympics. So his Olympic dream was ruined. So sort of son was doing it. But dad, who was living vicariously through... Xander Chaffelet. Um, so it, it was a sort of neat story, but you kind of got the impression Xander Chaffelet was just as happy to get a, a win of any nature somewhere, having not won for a while. Yeah, but they all like a backstory, don't they? There always has to be some kind of backstory uh, to it. But and, I mean, the Olympics in itself has been an absolute joy. I'm, I'm desperately hoping it, they just continue to do it and just repeat all the events and just carry it on forever. We'll look ahead to the golf. Um, which is the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. I'll run us through the top end of the markets before we hear your words of wisdom. And uh, heading the uh, markets for this one is Brooks Kepka. He's uh, a best price of 12 to 1. You've got Jordan Spieth in there at 14s. Colin Morikawa, my mate, who would just failed to get the bronze, didn't he? 14 to 1 for Colin. Zander Schaffele, the gold medalist, he's in there at 14s as well. Justin Thomas. He's 18s. Dustin Johnson, 18s. And Rory McIlroy in their best price of 20. The rest are 22 to 1 or bigger. As I said at the top, um, we leave it till late. We've left it very late today because I've been commentating on cricket all day today. So we're past 8pm UK time. Where has that led us in terms of betting on this event? Well, you thought we'd finish talking about the Olympics. We're only just starting. <laughs> um, let's investigate this. You're a man of the world. You've travelled, as have I. What, what's your... Um, what's your take or experience of jet lag the time gap between tokyo and memphis where we are this week at memphis tennessee is 14 hours now that, that's potentially going to sort of wreck with a few body clocks i was looking for examples of, of players who have gone to a different time zone and then won the next week and i can only find them when it's a player who's gone from west no hang on, west to east that surprises me, you know. Tell I me, mean, you asked me for my experiences. Yes. I've, I've found when I've travelled from east to west, so to Dubai and to places like that, in that direction, I have felt um, very tired in the mornings and yeah. then I'm awake, wide awake at night. I've found when I've gone the other way towards you know, America and Caribbean and places like that, I've been absolutely wide awake at 5am and been fine for most of the day, but then felt really tired by about nine o'clock at night. So for golfing purposes, I, th- I would have felt awake. I think awake enough to play around the golf. But you're but you're talking about how you how you are when you get there. I'm thinking about how do you feel when you get back from these places. But they're travelling back from west to east to west, aren't they? On the way back, to- they're going east to west, so they're going back to their normal time zones, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I sp- I'm, I'm imagining you go from Japan 
across Europe. Are they going that around the other way? I'm not sure, but it's. Um... I suppose you would do, wouldn't you? So it would be it would be the one that makes me tired. I think it's the one. I've been to Japan. I've been to Australia, and I think. Well, I don't know. I think I've been out of whack whichever way I've gone, to be honest. I mean, I mean that's that's the bottom line as well. It, you're not 100% regardless of which way you go, are you? Because you've done no. all of the travelling. I'm, I'm totally away from golf since the since I saw Sander Shuffalo win. I've not thought about golf until we we started this call, to be honest, because I've been doing cricket. I've been doing other things. But I actually had to check to see if there were any events this week because the likes of Colin Morikara and stuff, I wondered if they had to quarantine or had to do something different yeah, on the well, way yeah. back and whether they'd be actually eligible to play in this. And obviously they're they're all going to be on that first tee. Yeah, I mean, he—they've obviously—it's a—it's a talking point. Justin Thomas put up a, an Instagram message saying, "Clocking up his air miles." I think he's done about twenty-five thousand in the last four weeks. They interviewed your mate, Colin Morikawa. With all due respect to the American listeners, I've never cheered anybody to get a goal, uh, to get a medal at the <laughs> Olympics that it hasn't been British. But I was—I was hoping Colin was going to get the bronze. Yeah, he, he finished fast, didn't he? Um, but they asked him about the um, about the kind of travelling home, and he said he normally feels terrible when he's coming back from Asia to America, which kind of confirmed in my mind. As I said, I found examples such as Rory McIlroy winning the Irish Open after he'd come back from the Players' Championship in America. John Rahm won the Spanish Open after the Masters straight after. But the, the examples I found going the other way, so for example, Dustin Johnson played in Saudi earlier this year, and went back to Pebble Beach, which is right over on the west coast of America. And he was a bit rubbish. I think it's hard to go the other way. It's a 14-hour time difference. I mean, this isn't just a sort of nice chat to sort of humble brag where we've been around the world. I'm going to put it to sort of use by opposing players who've played in the Olympics. Olympians, we're putting a line through effectively. So that effectively, top end of the market anyway, leaves Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth. Dustin Johnson, doesn't it really? Yeah, so so you could do it that way, I'm, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take this. I'm going to put on my white lab coat and make this a, an official experiment, and look to match bets where you've got an Olympian versus a non-Olympian. Oh, I like you. You are forensically brilliant on this, and uh, <laughs> and this is another example, listeners, of DT going the extra mile. So you can picture me now with my test tube bubbling away <laughs> as I sit here. Plotting what's uh, what we're going to do. So yeah, before you get into that, I mean, halfway through the um, cricket commentary I was on today, we we started talking about running across custard. That's possible, you know, running across custard. Yeah, the, the um, I thought you were going to say across country, but uh, across uh, custard. I, I saw a TV program once where they filled a um, swimming pool full of custard and then basically said, "I'm going to basically run across it and not sink." And because it's got um, viscosity in it, if you actually put some pressure on it quickly, it actually it actually firms up and supports. You. So you can actually fill a swimming pool or a bath or whatever your chosen receptacle is with custard. And as long as you can do it fairly quickly, you can run across the thing. Oh, wow. So if you never ever need to get out of a kitchen or something across somewhere and there's custard in the kitchen, that's how you get across that gap to save yourself. Throw <laughs> custard all over the floor. This brings back dark memories of, of school when my physics teacher said, whenever you put your foot on the floor, there's, a, there's an equal force coming back the other way. And I thought, what is he on about? If you'd only known that fact, then you could have thrown <laughs> that back at him, couldn't you? you? You don't only get golfing tips on here, you get information like that, that you can do yes. nothing with at all. Back to your bet. So, Olympians versus non-Olympians in match bets. I mean, these match bets, to be honest, I think even if you took out the Olympic element, I'd be supporting the players who I'm going to go for. But I'll, I found um, you can... 
try it with any combinations. I mean, you look at the various bookies, there's loads of them uh, with match bets and, and there's quite a few. I thought they might be a bit cannier and just pair Olympians together so you could not have that angle going for you. But William Hill, for example, I found a, um, a nice fourfold. This is a 72-hole fourfold, is it? Yeah, these are 72-hole match bets and there's no ties. Got to win. So first one is Daniel Berger to beat Rory McIlroy. Uh, both 10 to 11. So Rory played in the Olympics. Daniel Berger did not. Regardless of that, Berger's got ridiculous course form here. Win-win, miscut second. He's the ultimate course horse, Daniel Berger. And he's been playing really well of late anyway. Finished top 10 the last two majors. So Daniel Berger to to beat highly jet-lagged Rory McIlroy. Then we've got Brooks Kepka to beat Justin Thomas. These are the two players who've won the last two editions of this, actually. But Kepka was also runner-up last year. He absolutely loves this course. So he didn't play in uh, Japan. He's 8-11 to 11 to beat Justin Thomas, who did. Thomas finished fast, but he was interviewed today, this is Wednesday, and he, he said he was battling the sleep and, and couldn't get his body clock right. So maybe there's something in this after all. The third leg, Webb Simpson to beat Patrick Reed. Now, if anyone's going to feel absolutely all over the place, it's got to be Patrick Reed, who, who only got the call to Japan at the last minute when uh, Bryson DeChambeau had to pull out with COVID. So Reed turned up less than 24 hours before he had to tee off. He did all right. He sort of got by on adrenaline for day one, and then it kind of hit him, I think, and he was um, a bit sluggish in the middle two rounds. Then he finished fast, but you know, four days in, he was maybe getting used to the time well just as he's got used to it and they're now flinging him back the other way 14 hours uh so god knows what he's going to be he's going to be blessing. and where he is he's up against webb simpson who didn't make the trip webb simpson he doesn't like flying webb simpson so no surprise he didn't go to tokyo unnecessarily so webb simpson 8 to 11 who can beat patrick reed and the final one Sergio Garcia to beat Shane Lowry. Garcia is the underdog at even money. He didn't go to the Olympics. Uh, Shane Lowry did. Again, I'm hoping there'll be some of the 14-hour time lag uh, getting to the Irishman. So Sergio even. So the four bets as a four as an acker as a four-timer comes out at 10.39 to one. I'm going to play it as a Yankee, which is 11 bets and the acker six doubles and four trebles. And just see where we go with it. As I say, I'd probably, well, maybe the, the Reed Simpson one, it would have been that I wasn't quite sure, but the fact that Reed is going back and forth across the globe absolutely nails that one. But I think some of the others I, I would have backed without the Olympic element, to be honest. We'll see if your Patrick Reed suggestion is, uh, is good when he gets to the fifth hole and just curls up in a bunker and goes to sleep. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, Sergio Garcia, he. Actually, could have gone to the Olympics, but turned it down. He basically said, "I'm not interested. Yeah. I, want to, I want to play the majors. I want to play the, the, the proper tournaments, not play the Olympics." He kind of ridiculed the thing. So um, yeah. he, he's fresh as a daisy. Whereas Shane Lowry has been travelling alongside Rory McIlroy and that Irish team at the Olympics. So that uh, fourfold, seventy-two hole match bet. We're going to go with uh, Daniel Berger ten to eleven to beat Rory McIlroy. Bruce Kepka eight to eleven to beat Justin Thomas. Eight to eleven for. Webb Simpson to beat Patrick Reed and even money on Sergio Garcia to take down Shane Lowry across the 72 holes of the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Is that where we're stopping this week, DT? Have we got anything else? The general advice, as you said earlier, could you put that knowledge to your outright betting? So I'd certainly favour the likes of Berger, Brooks Kepka and the outright betting. 
Um, I won't officially put up a bet, but anyone who wants to do that, feel free. Because I, I do think there's something in this, an advantage. And, and also, if um, you want to get in touch on, on Twitter, you can let us know if, if there are loads of examples of players going from Asia back to America and winning. I couldn't find any. So what, whatever happens, I think I will log what happens this week because it might come in use down the line. There might be someone who has been to Tokyo, comes back and wins it in America, and they'll go, right, they're, they're a good east-west traveller. Put that in the, in the notebook, should it happen again. The Dave Tindall little black betting book for golf. <laughs> um, so that's the uh, bets then for this week. And as Dave said, the uh, Twitter handle for the uh, podcast is at SBM underscore podcast. So you can follow Dave Tyndall. It's at Dave Tyndall Golf. And if you fancy cricket, at cricket underscore badger. But that's uh, totally irrelevant to the golf betting podcast. Thanks, Dave Tyndall. Thank you very much. I will talk to you again next week. Yeah, cheers, James. And uh, thank you out there, everybody, for listening as well. Always gamble responsibly. Know your limits. Whether you go with Dave or whether you go your own way. But I quite like that fourfold, the 72-hole match bet. I might have uh, a couple of quid of the old... Uh, James Butler pounds on that as well. And thank you very much to tour-tips.com for supporting the Golf Betting Podcast all the way through for quite some time now, isn't it? They've been behind us on these pods, so give their site a, a look as well. Loads of stats on their information about golf and stuff. It's well worth a bit of a squeeze. So tour-tips.com, our sponsors for the Golf Betting Podcast. We will see you again this time next week. Bet Bites Golf is a sports betting media production. Our multi-sport Bet Bites podcast is released every Friday. Please gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for all the information. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.